Howdy and welcome to the 10-Week Bible Study. This is week three, day one of our study of Galatians and Colossians. I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and today we're talking about Galatians 3, 1 through 6. Welcome back to the 10-Week Bible Study. Before we get started, I want to encourage you to remember to read Galatians and Colossians 10 times in these next 10 weeks. It really can transform your life in God. With that, let's go ahead and pray before we start today. Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us? God, speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. We want to encounter you through your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. to be reading today from the NIV. This is Galatians 3, starting in verse 1. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Christ Jesus was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? This is probably the most famous statement in the book of Galatians, the Verse one here, you you foolish Galatians. I mean, what a great way to start a chapter, right? I mean, this is this is just amazing the way Paul is doing this. <clears throat> this this uh, it just doesn't sound anything like how anyone now would speak in church, and I, I don't think he's. I mean, I, I think he might be a little bit angry. I think he's a little bit angry, but I don't think he's he's being overly harsh here. He's trying to explain to them that they have added to the work of the gospel and that they've actually put a burden on their own backs that even Jesus is not putting on them. That's what we're going to go on to. He's going to go on to explain through really the rest of this book. And, and so, you know, this, this whole thing is you really have become fools by believing in all of this that's not actually the gospel, right? So he's telling them, you know, before your very eyes, he stood in front of them and said that Jesus, we told you that he was crucified, that he died for your sins, and then that, you know, they laid hands on them just like they did in, for everyone else. And they received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Like it's it's recorded in the book of Acts. That's what he's talking about. So he says, did you receive the, the Holy Spirit? Did he come on you by the works of the law or when you put your faith in Jesus, when you believed in Jesus, that he is the son of God, that he is who he says he is, that his sacrifice, that his death and resurrection have have paid for your sins, that you can live forever with him. Did you receive the Holy Spirit through that or through obeying the law? Right. And that, and the, the, it, it's, it's a, a nonsense question. Obviously it, you know, it, there's no answer other than, okay, obviously we received it through believing in Jesus. We received the Holy Spirit. And so he's saying, you know, after you've begun this new life in the spirit now you're trying to add back to it your own flesh, like working out all of these things for your own salvation. And that's essentially what's going on, right? So let's, we can, we can kind of peel this onion back a little bit, so to speak. Um, this sounds a bit ethereal, but again, what's going on 
our people have have been coming from Jerusalem and and he's not naming names he's not saying who but it really does sound like it's very likely this group of people who were Pharisees in Jerusalem or, or elsewhere, just like Paul, they were Pharisees. They opposed Jesus. They opposed the apostles, uh, maybe even priests, di- different people within the religious structure of Judaism. They have become Christians. They've followed Jesus. And there's a very clear line of demarcation in the book of Acts where Peter, God calls Peter to go to this man named Cornelius, who was a Gentile, a Roman, actually. He goes to this Roman Gentile. And up until that point in Acts, every single person who believes in Jesus is either already a Jewish person by religion, or they're a Jewish convert, meaning they have they were Gentiles and they've converted to Judaism first, and then they become followers of Jesus. So up to this point where Peter goes to see Cornelius in the book of Acts, every single Christian is a Jew by one means or another. And this man Cornelius and his family, they are the first Gentiles to believe in Jesus and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit without first being circumcised and following the laws of Moses, being a convert to Judaism. And so after that, it starts this this council in Jerusalem. They all come together because there's a whole bunch of of the people and and, and we find out that there's a whole lot of Pharisees and we know that there were priests and other Levites who had become Christians, which meant that they kind of got kicked out of normal Judaism and synagogue life. And they are followers of Jesus now. And so they opposed this idea that a Gentile can become a Christian without first converting to Judaism. And the decision that came from the Holy Spirit as the apostles recounted it was that Gentiles do not have to convert to Judaism. They don't have to follow the law of Moses. They don't have to be circumcised. They don't have to do any of those kinds of things. And they just laid out a couple of things, right? Don't eat meat sacrificed to idol or don't eat the, the meat with blood in it. Um, and uh, don't commit sexual immorality, right? So that's like, stay away from those things and and you'll be doing okay. <clears throat> and so what's happened, right? And that was well accepted, at least on the surface, but then some time has passed and all of these uh, people are kind of using some subversive tactics to go around and say, actually, that's not true. You do have to become a convert to Judaism first. Uh, Even if you're Gentile, you have to follow the law of Moses. You have to do all these things. And they're going out teaching all of these things. And, and they're using coercion to where, you know, Paul's already told us that, that even Peter, and it seems like it James at some point and, and, you know, lo and behold, uh, he says, even Barnabas, you know, was, was swept into this, right? So there's, there's a lot of uh, teaching going against what the Holy Spirit did through Cornelius and, and allowing Gentiles to come in. You know, they, they cited the prophecy in the book of Amos, where it clearly says that the work of Jesus was going to open the doors of salvation up to Gentiles, and what that means, in, in, and it, it may not mean anything to you, but in a, a technical Jewish understanding, for a Gentile to be saved, they can no longer be a Gentile. They have to convert to Judaism. They have to become Jewish, right? They have to get circumcised and obey the law of Moses. And so they essentially adopt Judaism. But to say that the Gentiles can be saved 
while still being Gentiles, right? That was an anathema to them at the time, but Amos clearly says that. And that was the passage that they looked at when they came up with this decision. And so now the Gentiles can be saved without first converting to Judaism, but now all of these people have gone to Antioch and Jerusalem, and now they've made it to the region of Galatia, and they're teaching these people here, and these people have bought it. And Paul is irritated at them because he's taught them against this. Like, you're Gentiles, you don't have to do this. But he's gone, these other teachers have come in, and they've bought into this, they believed it, and and Paul is irritated about this, right? You foolish Galatians. Uh, let's continue on. Verse four. Have you experienced so much in vain if it really was in vain? So again, I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? So also Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now, Paul's going to continue on in this vein of talking about Abraham the rest of this chapter here. But the idea, and, and I love this, right? Is, is, is the Holy Spirit working in you? Have you experienced these things? And he says, you've seen miracles. The Holy Spirit has done miracles in your midst, right? And now you're going back to the law, trying to earn your salvation. Now, here is the issue with the law. And, and this is something that is, is it's very clear uh, through my reading of the Talmud, which is the Jewish, um, it originally supposed to be the oral law, was later written down, and it really is kind of the foundation of modern Judaism is, is reading the Talmud. Um, at this time, it was still at least mostly, I mean, well, actually at this time, it was still all oral tradition, oral law, but it was later written down. And when you, when you read the Talmud, my reading of the Talmud, it becomes very clear that that the Judaism of that time period um, is not so much concerned uh, with receiving redemption from sin through the sacrifices or receiving redemption through God, receiving righteousness, like it says here, and this is an Old Testament passage, where it says, God, you know, Abraham believed God. This is in Genesis. It was credited to him as, as righteousness when he had faith, when he believed what God said. And so <clears throat> the, the traditions of the Jewish rab, rabbinical teaching at the time uh, was not so much focused on, yes, we're all sinners and we need these sacrifices at the temple to give us remission of sins. Actually, what they were focused most on was obeying the law and making sure everyone else obeyed the law, but primarily making sure that, you know, as for the rabbinical people, making sure that everyone else believed that they were 100% obeying the law. And, uh, We'll, we'll get into this a little bit tomorrow in the passage that we have in Galatians tomorrow. Um, Paul's going to reference something that's essentially from Deuteronomy and, and really from the Talmud. Um, this idea that if you break any laws, you break them all. And so the idea then was, well, you just can't break any. And that's not possible. And that's never the intention of the law. The intention of the law was to show you that you're a lawbreaker and that your only hope of being right with God are the sacrifices, are 
the at that time in the Old Testament, the multitude of sacrifices. And then now in our day, the one sacrifice, the sacrifice made once for all that Jesus was crucified for our sins. So that's what Paul is talking about here. We will continue this line of discussion tomorrow, but for today, that's all we got. So for the 10-week Bible study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.